0: Yes, hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And if you're actively investing and growing income from property, you've found the right place as it's something we've been doing for over 20 years and we talk every week about the reality of running our property businesses. Before we continue, as always, please do leave us a cheeky little review or rating. Rating is very simple, so just do leave that in your podcast player if that's Apple or even if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you. Just give us a thumbs up or a subscribe. But most importantly, if you could leave us a, a rating, that would really help us. So thank you for that. Um, and with that, we will move into today's episode. So the title is, is 2424, 2024, a good year? <laughs> Let's
1: start Starting the year as you mean to go on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. Is it a good year to sell my property? Because this is something that I personally am doing. And Simon and I were having a little discussion uh, about this in general so, Simon, we, we've really thought about this and structured what we're thinking about. And, and the, I guess the first question is, why would someone be thinking about this question?
1: Well, uh, I think, first of all, I'm, I'm going to put in a little um, disclaimer here and say we, we are very much focused on talking about selling an investment property. We're not talking about selling a, a personal home because that that comes with all sorts of different uh, discussions and and Ideas and reasons, uh, and of course, in, in that field of talking about selling an investment property, none of this podcast should be taken as advice or financial advice specifically. We're we're just chatting through ideas and thoughts and things that that you you listener may want to consider, but but not uh, but not take as hard and uh, certain facts to, to rely on. <laughs> so with with that done. Um, yeah so so why why would you want to sell that that i think is is always going to be a, a starting point before you even need to consider whether now is a good time or a bad time why why would you want to potentially sell in the first place i mean my property portfolio is is very much a a buy and hold strategy so the idea of selling is not really one i regularly think about at all and i think there there are two sort of big categories that might come up in here and one is where you might want to sell a property but another one is where you might end up in a situation where you actually need to sell a property so Wait, where should we start first, Stuart? Do you want well, to talk I've, about needs or wants?
0: I, I mean, I can just give two examples of each of those because I am looking to sell this year, and I I sit firmly in the need category, which is that we need to uh, release some capital uh, because of because of some debt, which we're going to come on to uh, both in this episode and potentially in a future episode. But it, so there is a need where. I have a lot of uh, cash flow mostly flowing away from the business rather than into the business, and selling a property would not only reduce the outflow because it would take away all of the um outgoings of the you know the the electricity the mortgage et cetera et cetera uh, yes, it would stop the revenue the income but also it means that we get capital back into. Into the, into the business. I mean, this is actually a personal property, but I'm also doing one in business as well. So, the, so there was a very real need there. And just in terms of the want category, and we spoke about this briefly, briefly before, but I had a property in my portfolio that was okay, but it just didn't match all of the others I had in my property in terms of curb appeal, I didn't like the property I went into. Some of the rooms, the ceilings were a bit low, and it just—I was just—I like, just don't like this property. And, it, and it's really hard to. There was no quantification. It was just my gut feeling, and I just thought, do you know what? I don't want this one in my portfolio. And we sold it for didn't didn't yeah. have to financially,
1: but but we did. Yeah, I mean, the, the last property that that I I did sell from my my portfolio was very much in in that category. It was there, there, I mean it had been let to the same long term tenant for, for many, many years. And it, it hadn't been very well looked after for an assortment of reasons that some of which are in, in past episodes, but we're not going to go into now. And it it came up as, as empty. And we would have had to put, uh, I, I say we was a, a, a joint owner on this property. And we would have had to put a lot of extra investment, a lot of extra work into redoing that property if we're going to keep it and also we felt that it had quite a lot of sort of baggage with it in terms of we went through a a very difficult eviction process on on that property and and we actually decided to to sell it not because we needed to but because we we wanted to for those reasons to to just sort of move on from that property if you like Mm. so yeah it's it's not always a, a financial consideration even really
0: No, and and it's one that as people in property business, we try and tell people, you know, these aren't emotional decisions. They should be financially based. And I believe all of that to be true. But every now and again, and I work with a number of landlords that are coming to retirement or towards retirement. And if you've had a property, sometimes for 15, 20, 25 years, comes with a lot of history uh, emotionally as well. So sometimes it's just the release of getting something you know as, as we've talked many times I've got a property in Croydon that has been nothing but pain and part of me wants to keep that but I won't be sad to see that property leave the portfolio I really won't <laughs> but that is not this podcast so we don't need to dwell on that so we we've talked about you know so why would you be thinking about um selling in 2024 well you you've either got a need or a want and um the, the second consideration within that I think is is also around um, whether, or not, and Simon's mentioned, you know, we are talking about uh, investment properties, but the other thing I think about is, are these in uh, personal names or limited company? Because we'll be talking about um, what it means to sell the property and what the ramifications are. And of course, those ramifications are a bit different if you own it personally, as I do for the one I'm selling, or if you own it within a limited company.
1: Indeed, and indeed that, I think might feed into some of the potential needs for selling a property as well. Because of course, if you need to sell it, we're we're probably looking at a a financial need. And that might be because you need the capital back out of it. But also it might be especially last year and this year and perhaps a year after as mortgage rates are now higher and people are remortgaging, it might be that you need to sell it because you cannot afford to keep it. And that could be as simple as when you remortgage the mortgage costs will be higher than your rent um or costs plus other expenses sorry mortgage costs plus other expenses would be higher than than your rent in which case you you probably don't want to keep a property that you're putting money into every month but if you if the property is owned in a personal name it's a lot more complicated than than simply looking at the, the two or three figures involved because you also have to consider that you might be making a pre-tax profit, but because of the Section 24 tax changes for personally owned properties, you might actually still be making an after-tax loss. And, and those, obviously, although every month in your bank account, you might think, oh, this is great, I'm still making 50 quid or 100 quid or whatever. When you come to the end of the year and you do your tax return, you might then have to pay all of that and more back. So you you, you need to do a bit of forward planning to work out whether your whether your needs are are there. And and with that in mind, you might need to sell a property.
0: Yeah, and that then takes us to well if we're asking the question, is this a good year to sell my property and we're thinking about values, the question that I get to is, well, what is good? What do we mean by good? And for me that means Getting what I believe the the market value is, and as Simon and I have discussed, is a lo- I, I think most people will have an idea of what they think their property is worth, and, and that will be based on a number of criteria, which is obviously what you paid for it originally. Um, <laughs> Simon's licking his finger and putting it up in the air for those that are listening on the podcast, as opposed to watching. Um, which is probably the most uh, scientific measure of this exercise um, so but I, so for example, the property i 'm about to put on the market, uh, I have an idea of what I think its value which its value should be now, obviously, the next point is I then get estate agents to go out and provide me with valuations, but i don 't expect them to be much different, and if they 're markedly different one way or the other i 'll be less confident in them. Why? Not because I'm super arrogant, I might be, but, but because I have a very good view of of this street and the market that I operate in. So I, I'm i confident that the valuation I have of around, let's say, 250, 260 is, is in the right ballpark. And I'd be very surprised if it was much higher than that. And I'd be very surprised if it was much lower than that, because there's a number of other indicators in terms of the rent that we currently receive etc as well as the road that it's on so i think good to me looks like my what i believe in my own mind and possibly heart what are the properties worth um but you then have to go out and find out if
1: other people agree with that definitely and i think this this is such a difficult topic really isn't it or or maybe not topic but number to come up with what is a property worth because, especially at the moment, property prices have fallen a little bit, depending on where you are. It might be a bit more, might be a bit less. But if you got a property valuation done on a property at the peak of the market, early last year, and now you get another valuation done, it's probably going to be lower. And, and that's always going to be difficult, isn't it? Because it's just always going to be, oh but it's 10,000 pounds less than it was last year or in some cases 50,000 pounds less if it's in certain places and larger properties and, and that that's that's a lot of money and you're never really going to be happy about accepting this newer current valuation so it's 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 always going to be very very difficult and once you once you do have that sort of valuation put in front of you by an agent or whatever should you should you really trust that or or do you then actually need to factor in as well that once it goes out to the market you then may be looking at further reductions from that and I it's a very difficult mental sort of position to be in I mean from as someone in this situation Stuart are you are you sort of mentally preparing yourself for, for the market coming back and, and telling you no? Or, or are you, you sort of feeling that you, you're going to be resolute and, and, and stick to your guns?
0: <laughs> well, like I say, I mean, I have a very confident view of what I believe the property is worth. I, I believe the estate agents will agree. It, it's then about whether or not the market exists and we'll pay that price which is what we're talking about now which is when the rubber meets the road and and what we're talking about in terms of this episode i think the the other question just in terms of filling out what we're talking about here is and what i believe not a lot of people do tend to do is a lot of people go with the headline numbers so i'm going to sell for 250 my mortgage is let's say 150 therefore i've got 100k and then okay i'm happy with 100k okay, then I've got estate agency fees. I've got the selling fees. Uh, And then I've got the solicitor fees. And then something else, which not everyone does straight away, but they should, is work out what you... So if you're selling as a personal, in your personal name, it's capital gains tax. And we did this recently and we worked out for a property we were gonna sell. And we said, actually, by the time this all washes out, now is not the right time to sell for us because, okay, the money is still okay but we think there's more growth in the market. And this kind of brings us back to the the, the high level topic that we're talking about. If we're we're selling in a limited company, then that's a little bit different. Uh, And again, nothing which Simon or I say constitutes any financial advice or instruction. But from a high level, you know, we're then talking about corporation tax, which potentially could be lower for you at 19% as opposed to a higher rate payer of 28%. So there's those things we need to think about. But to answer your question, Simon, in terms of, Am I prepared to lower? No, because I'm very bullish about what I think the property is worth and what it's valued at. It has existing tenants, um, which not everyone wants, by the way, um, but that's not this conversation. And But if my my estimate is correct, and the calculations I've done are correct in terms of capital gains tax and so on and so forth, I would be happy with what we were left with. It then comes down to uh, whether or not there is enough uh, enough wiggle room for a slight negotiation on the price and that's something we always expect if we're going in at let's say 260 do I expect someone to come in and say 250 absolutely uh, and then it's a conversation from there so but if if someone was to come in at 10 percent lower than what I'm asking for would I be happy with that I don't think I would to answer that question and I, and I suppose this rolls us back up to what do we think is going to happen in the marketplace and that's when I sort of roll it up and say, okay, what, what is happening right now? And the conversation I've had with estate agents so far this year, and we're, we're very early in the year, is that there are a lot of landlords uh, contacting them about putting properties on the market. More, the, the weighting is higher from what I'm hearing of landlords looking to put properties on the market than it is residential owners. And we can only assume that that is a, the interest rate um starting to play through or in its final throws um so the, the question then would be um would we be willing to keep the property on the market or do we think there's going to be a, a a bigger fluctuation in the market
1: as the year progresses indeed is the market going to go up stay the same or go down yeah it's definitely going to be one of those three <laughs> <laughs> and what 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 we kind of think about this is that
0: the there's a lot of indica you know so so again a lot of podcasts certainly at the start of the year are doing predictions and they're talking about where they think the market will go one thing i know for sure is you can you can never bank on a prediction <laughs> even simons um, or, or maybe especially simons i don't yeah. know. <laughs> that, i was good about that yes, definitely yeah. Um,
1: yeah i think perhaps i might rephrase our question we started out saying Is 2024, or possibly some other year as you you suggested, um, a good year to sell my property, or a property that is your investment property? And maybe the question should be, is 2024 a good year to try to sell my property? And, And maybe you stay open to the possibility that you try and don't succeed because, it doesn't actually meet your your criteria as you go through the process, because you might say, "Okay, I think I can sell it for X amount, three hundred and I know that once I've taken off the mortgage balance I owe, the the agent fees I am going to have to pay, the legals, and allowed for the capital gains tax, I am going to have fifty thousand left over. But then it goes on the market it takes a while, you get some offers in, and maybe the offers are coming in much, much below what you're expecting. And maybe they're only sort of 270, 260 or something. And by the time you you recalculate and recalibrate what you're expecting to get out of that, that sales process, it, it might no longer be what you consider good or worthwhile. And, and I think it, it's important that we do recalculate and re, reconsider as we're going along. I don't think it's it's something that we should um, feel forced into doing. If we start the process and start trying to sell, if later on that doesn't work and it doesn't fit, then I think it's it's good and right to rethink these things. Of course, if you're in a need-to-sell situation, this may may change your equation. But, but overall, I, I think it is important to to keep the flexibility there if, if, and when you possibly can.
0: Yeah. And yeah, we, we might've been, we might've used a slight and bit of word trickery to, to introduce the 2024, but from what Simon's saying in the conversation for me, whether it's 2024, 25 or any year, all of these rules apply because what, what no one can say is that don't, don't put your, I think in the selling environment, you're always in the same situation in the, of course, what Simon just said, if, if, if there is a need and there is a specific need and, you know, we know lots of different needs, whether it's probate, whether it's um, business breakups, whether it's you just cannot no longer afford that property, then that's going to have to go. And to some extent, you're going to have to bite the bullet. And we've got that case. Uh, I've got. One of those cases, particularly where we we had to we've had to bite the bullet on a property, but actually we've still maintained it for four years, and actually we really did need to sell it, but we've just worked our way around it. However, there is no one pulling a gun to you your head unless unless the bank is uh but to say you have to sell this and if and if you don't have to sell like if the if the sky doesn't fall in if you don't sell. Then of course you can always say no, and and that is that that is true for the majority of cases. So, my view is that we would put the property on the market. Well, once we've got the the valuations that we want, if we're happy that if it, if within a certain threshold we would get around about what we want, then we'll go to the market, and then the market will tell us. And and I think something an estate agent said to me not so long ago, which which really resonated with me is that sometimes people just want a number of people coming through the door and they just want lots of footfall and they want lots of viewings. But sometimes you might just get one or two viewings in a month or six weeks or two months, but it's just about that one right buyer coming through the door. And sometimes it just takes that one right buyer to come through. So it it really is a waiting game in terms of the fluctuations of the market prices. Now, if if the market did suddenly drop and there was evidence to show that all properties were dropping by five to 10 percent, then that would change our views. And we might say, well, okay, let's take it off the market and take stock. But that would happen. So for me, it's about if you are thinking about selling, if you've got a need or a want to sell, then just do it. That's where I get to is you would just do it, put it on the market because you won't lose anything in the current commercial arrangements. Obviously, you don't lose anything until the property is sold. So there's nothing to be had other than the fact you've got to maintain uh, and you know keep everyone aware of what you're doing. So, yeah, slight bit of trickery. But we, we think, you know, if 2024 is a good year to sell your property, it, it is if you want to sell to get it out there on the market and find out yourselves. Because uh, obviously every area is slightly different, but uh, I can't see why, from what I've seen so
1: far, it would be any different to the to previous year or, or the year before. Indeed. So if your conclusion after listening to this is that you want to sell a property or you need to sell a property in 2024, um, we'd actually be really interested to hear from you. Please please do let us know. You can always reach us on show at thebusinessofproperty.com. And uh, I think that's probably all we have for today, Stuart.
0: It certainly is. And if you've gotten any value from this, please do leave us a rating on your podcast player and that would really help us out. Other than that, we'll see you in the next episode.